This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So... If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. This past week, Headlock Talk was live at the HEB Center in Cedar Park for AEW's tapings of Dynamite for TNT. So excited. Yes. We're going to share with you all of what we found out about the AEW experience. And there might be nachos. There might be nachos. Ah, third time's a charm, eh, good buddy? Yeah, we got it that time. Oh, goodness. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another fun-filled episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, snap. Oh, snap, indeed. I am, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and as always, right across from me, the one, the only, the most eligible bachelor in all of wrestling <laughs> community on Twitter, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, Stephen. How's it going, man? Oh, it's going good. It's going good. It's good to be back in here uh, talking about, uh, you know, the Dynamite show that we went to. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Yes, it was so much fun. We're going to talk all about it. Uh, we're we're going to talk about uh, a little video that we shot 
Uh, it's um, uh-huh. been making the rounds uh-huh. <laughs> online. <laughs> yeah, uh, personally offended a lot of people for some reason. Yeah, uh, uh, like to a ridiculous degree. Yeah. Um. So that's that's uh, wrestling Twitter for you sometimes. Absolutely. So we're gonna exploit them and name them one by one. No, I'm just kidding. We're not gonna we're not gonna name names. Over, but we will talk about it. Um. But yeah, man. Uh, we normally try to be um centric and and give. I guess a fair share of time to AEW and WWE and NXT and New Japan. We try to we try to take you on a tour of all the promotions. Yeah. Um, but this one's a little bit special because we actually got to be there live, and it was like I said in the HEB Center in Cedar Park, which is just right outside of Austin. Um, a great show. Oh yeah, like great experience. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about it, Steven. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We, we pulled up to the venue, and uh, you could see the really awesome AEW trucks just right outside. Uh, you know, a great visual. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, we were there probably, oh, what, maybe about 45 minutes early? Yeah, maybe, yeah like 45 hours, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the lines didn't look incredibly long, and I was like, oh, this is... Yeah, it might not be a good uh, good crowd. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, those lines grew crazy quick, huge. Right. Yeah, I'm actually really glad we got there as early as we did. Yeah, I mean we um, we got there. We were um, when they opened up the doors. You kind of walk through the venue. Um, they uh, they did like a like a guest signing, like um uh, like an early signing. So f- for those who like paid the extra money for the meet and greet, uh, you could go there. You could. Uh, meet Dustin Rhodes, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, this was a homecoming for him because he lives here in Austin. Right, right. Uh, Chris Statlander was at the meet and greet. I think there was a few others, um, but uh, yeah, a very cool experience for them. So we we walked in, and of course we we didn't pay for the meet and greet. Unfortunately, that would have been uh, an extra uh, sizable sum. Yeah, of money. not not really sure what it was, um, like the actual amount of money for for that. But I mean. It's worth it. Yeah, I'm really, sure. Really, like, it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, well, we walked in, and we immediately saw, like, Dustin Rhodes standing there, like, doing autographs. Yeah. And Steven um, actually had a, a funny experience with him. We were <laughs> we were walking right by, and we were trying to be, like, you know, like, undercover about it all. Right. It, I mean, I, I, I wanted a picture of him, right? Uh, and But I didn't pay for the meet and greet, so I wasn't going to get a picture of, like, the two of us. Yeah. So I kind of just, like... Held my phone up above the crowd and uh, and snapped a picture of him real quick and uh, I didn't really bat an eye at it. I was just like, all right, cool. I got a picture of Dustin, uh, but I looked back on it and he is staring right at me. And <laughs> actually, like the face that he's making is like, come on, man, this costs money. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, oh, dude, like, come on. <laughs> and, and now I kind of feel bad, uh, to be honest. But I mean, I do have a picture of him, so, so, so that's cool. So we're, we're we're sorry, Dustin, if you're if you're listening out nothing there. Nothing but love. I'm sorry. Yeah, we got nothing but love. For yeah, you. one Austinite to another. Sorry about the picture. <laughs> but also, thank you for the picture. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um. So. <laughs> um, let me see here. Yeah, we, we got to our seats. We were we were seated just like uh I would say if you're if you're watching it on TV, we would have been right uh over to the left right. of uh of, of the stage. Um just right like in line with maybe where um JR and mm-hmm. um 
you know, Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, Tony Schiavone mm-hmm. yeah, where they sit just a few floors up from them. So we had a direct shot of them the whole time. We got we were you know we got to see them like talk and do the preparation for everything, shuffling the papers, shuffling the papers, uh, transitioning to like the 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 close shot of them when they're like analyzing mm-hmm. uh, the match or, or talking about what's coming up or something like that. So yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, the the thing I I liked. Obviously, the matches were great, right? Mm. But one of the things that I really, really liked about the show was that we got to see kind of the bones of what goes into Dynamite. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they film uh, Dark uh, before and after the show as well. And, and so we got to do some cool things with, like, uh, Justin, uh, was Justin, Justin Roberts. Roberts. Yeah, Justin Roberts is kind of like, all right, guys, we're going to be live in uh, 15 seconds, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, and so we just got to kind of see the bones of it and, and what goes into it, uh, which I think is really cool because a lot of that's lost on TV, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. And and, and really and truthfully, um, uh, enough can't be said about Justin Roberts, really. Oh, yeah. He, like, he's a t- total pro, total MC of the whole... Like the whole thing, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, like during uh, commercial breaks and stuff like that, he was, uh, you know, talking to people in the crowd, pointing out signs. Yeah, hey, let's look at some of these signs here. And they're like, like he kept everything lively during the commercial breaks, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Like, I've, um, I, I mean, I can't speak to what it is in its current state, but I know a few years back, my sister and I went to a SmackDown taping, uh-huh. and um, I think it was the SmackDown that. Um, Oh, what is his face? Tyler Breeze mm. debuted. Gotcha on the main roster, and um, I mean, I can't recall too many occasions where they did anything during like commercial breaks. Yeah, no. The last uh, the last time I went to a wrestling show, it, it was a while ago. Other than uh, Wrestle Circus, obviously, but that's not televised, so it, it doesn't really. Uh, count in the same category uh, yeah I mean, um, uh, twitch but i mean that doesn't really count there's no not really commercials on yeah yeah twitch. um yeah. but yeah the last time i went to a wrestling show was a raw um probably 2012 2013 okay. uh something like that so it's been a while uh but i i can't remember them doing anything like that during commercial breaks either i think it was mm-hmm. just kind of like all right there's the match yeah. commercial break and it's kind of dead for a little bit and then yeah. it starts back up yeah, they, he he kept everything lively. It made it feel like a really big party atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. You know, the fans who were there, they wanted to be there. Um, we we were seated in the section where uh, <laughs> we had we had one guy who we didn't get a chance to meet, but he would he would try and start chants. And, yeah, and like, but like, but like they never took off. <laughs> yeah, like when Excalibur came out, he kept chanting PWG, PWG. Yeah, and it was just him for, yeah. for like. <laughs> 10 rounds of that like Excalibur like gave him like a thumbs up yeah yeah <laughs> he's like hey I'm trying to work here dude like <laughs> but yeah um and then like there were there were actually like uh, what seemed to be some like some new fans mm-hmm. like 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 some some casual I would say I would call them casual fans because like it would be people who like they knew of wrestling, but like they didn't know anything about AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, one guy who, who was kind of like in the middle of the group who he like he knew more about wrestling than any of the other people in the mm-hmm. group. Uh, and uh, you know we we kind of talked a little bit more towards the end there uh, w- w- with him and his group, and they they, they turn out to be pretty chill people. I yeah, would say. yeah. No, it, it was cool, uh, and, and that's always really cool to see too. You know, like the the 
the other people in in his group, uh, like you said, he definitely uh, you know had the most experience with professional wrestling and, mm-hmm. and knew a lot more about it. But the other people in his group, like you said, did it, they seem to not know a lot? Like maybe this might have been their first show, um, but they were having a really good time too. You know, they they were clapping, cheering, uh, doing all the different chants with the crowd and everything, and really getting involved with it. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think part of that at least part of it is uh, due to Justin Roberts. I mean, really keeping it going the entire time. It's not Mm -hmm. just like, here's a match. Okay. It's dead for a little bit. Okay. Here's a match. Okay. You know, like it, it was an experience and an event all the way through. It wasn't just like, okay, y'all are here so that there's chanting on TV. It was right. Y'all are here because we're going to give you a great show. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I really appreciate that from them. Oh, for sure. Uh, first match, uh, and this is a bit of a, a spoiler, ladies and gentlemen, here. Uh, they opened it up with, uh, uh, I guess, AEW Dark, mm. uh, a, a dark match here between the Best Friends and the Hybrid 2. Uh, it was a, it was pretty good. Jack Evans was playing up with the crowd a lot. Um, you know, uh, Trent Beretta, Trent, rather. Um, is he not Beretta anymore? No, he's just Trent. Interesting. Just, okay. Just, just, just Trent. All right. You know. That's um, what you got to do, I but, guess. but he he looked really good uh, the entire match. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, obviously, uh, uh, <laughs> freshly squeezed. Yeah, freshly squeezed was there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was super over. Dude, he was so over. Like, I I think he might have gotten the biggest pop and like the biggest chance out of anyone that entire night, and that was the first match. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, it was just a, a very, very good match uh, all around. I would say, um, yeah, I, no, no complaints about it at all. It, it'll make dark. I'm sure it'll, mm-hmm. it'll probably main event dark for all I know. But yeah, I mean that. I think that would make sense. It was a pretty decent match, and then of course you get the best friends and Orange Cassidy doing a little bit more of the the you know meta AEW inside joke kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, so that's always fun, right? Well, and then you've got you know Chuck Taylor. You know he was he was a, you know super baby face. You know so so that's always good. Um, at this point in the show, we were kind of like looking around. Like the arena still hadn't gotten full, mm-hmm. but by the time that the tapings actually started for AEW Dynamite, uh, it looked like a rockin' house. Uh, from, from everything I see here, um, as reported, uh, per the Wrestling Observer via Ringside News here, from the link that I'm seeing here, uh, Dave Meltzer said on Wrestling Observer Radio that AEW uh, Dynamite only had about 200 tickets to sell last night in Austin. This would have been, I guess, on Thursday. Oh, uh, 200 left. 200 left. Left over. Okay, yeah. I was like, there were way more than 200 people there. Okay, yes. that makes sense. Um, yeah, this uh, this nearly packed house created a perfect atmosphere for pro wrestling. Uh, the capacity of the HEB Center in Cedar Park is about 43,000. Um, uh, so, Damn. So, yeah, there probably would have been about 40... Or, I'm sorry, 40... 4,300, my mistake. That's a big difference. Okay, I was like, whoa. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, 4,300, my mistake, Okay, so there's about Um, 4,000 people there then. Yeah, roughly 4,000. Okay. Right. Um, So, yeah, uh, pretty nice, I Mm -hmm. would say. Um, And obviously the opening match here, as you guys probably saw. um, Now, here's the thing. I actually haven't had the chance to go back and rewatch Dynamite. 
I didn't rewatch it either, no. I, I got caught up on NXT, but I didn't have a chance to go and rewatch Dynamite. I'll probably end up doing that later on today, mm-hmm. hopefully, if given the time. Um, uh, you know, today is uh, Mrs. Headlock Talk's birthday party. Yes. So tomorrow's yes. her birthday. And then it's also your nephew's birthday. It is. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Going to pinballs. Uh, what what is pinball, Stephen? Uh, pinballs is like a so it started out as just like a pinball arcade where they just had like rows and rows of pinballs, uh, uh, pinball machines. But now they've done like uh, it's kind of like a Dave and Buster's type thing. They got a bar in there, all kinds of different um, arcade machines, go karts, mm-hmm. laser tag, VR. Nice. Yeah, fun times. Yeah, fun times. Fun for the whole family. Shout out pinballs. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I'm gonna go sometime. Um. So I'm going to be leaning somewhat hard on the Bleacher Report article uh, for uh, for winners' grades and reactions from the Bleacher Report uh, article by Eric Beeston. Mm-hmm. Um, it, if anything, solely for what we hear on commentary, which you and I were not privy to right. at the live show. Now, um, the, the, the Dynamite taping obviously kicked off with SCU versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Fantastic match. Yeah. All four guys were super over. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... It, it got especially loud for Kenny Omega. Oh, yeah. Which I think I was telling you, I was like, you, you know, you could have asked me like three years ago, two or three years ago, would I get the chance to see Kenny Omega like live? I would have told you no, like it yeah, yeah. impossible, and and yet we're here now, right? Uh-huh. So it's, it's it's kind of amazing. Um, pre-match, uh, Dark Order issued a warning to both SCU and the AEW Tag Team Champions um, ahead of uh, the the match. Um, Christopher Daniels was hinted at being, uh, you know, maybe a part of things here, mm-hmm. and he volunteered to go uh, check on whatever was going on with the Dark Order. Um, and that drew a little bit of suspicion from the commentary team, allegedly. Mm, mm. Yes, per, per this Bleacher Report article. I don't see it. I don't know. You don't. You don't think he could be the exalted one? I don't think so. I don't know, no, man. Like SCU is way too over for them to try to do something like that right now. Yeah, I, I think at least. I don't po- know. Possibly. Possibly. It's just. It's. I. I wouldn't hate it, you know. And Christopher Daniels, he's. He's very, very talented, and, and not only in the ring, but on the mic, and uh, you know, with character development and crafting storylines and things like that. So, I mean, if, if that's the plan that they want to go forward with for him, I'm sure he'll do f- great. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't think. I don't know, man. SCU's like they're they're a great, great faction, and they're mm-hmm. doing really, really well in AEW. Don't know if it'd be the best thing, but I mean, it'd be fine if they do it. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well, this was a very solid back and forth match mm-hmm. for sure. Very, very well done tag match. Um, Cowboy Page, shit. Yeah, right. That that was being chanted all over the arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kenny Omega. He might be the best wrestler I've ever seen live in person. Yeah, uh, he's outstanding. And I, I, I've I've seen The Rock. I've seen Stone Cold. But on a technical level. And, and and for what he does to kind of get over in the ring, mm-hmm. he's he's up there. He's 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 up there with the best. Yeah, yeah. And, and he has a he does a a lot of like crowd interaction as well, mm-hmm. which I think is really important. 
Um, and like there was one uh, part of the part of the match where uh, he was about to do a suicide dive out out to the ring, uh, and the crowd was kind of you know kind of dying down, getting a little quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he just you know perks up, starts doing his his Kenny thing. He does the gunshot, yeah, and, and the crowd just came right back in. And then the rest of the time, it, it was you know bonkers all the way through. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that's something really special about Kenny Omega too. Is just he has that that power to just be like, oh, you're bored. All right, here. You know, like, right. And, and I think he does that really, really well. Right. <laughs> of course. Uh, the, the, the finish came with the buckshot lariat V trigger combo to Kazarian. Such a brutal move, man. Yeah. There was, it, it was like a thunderclap in the arena. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> when they hit that move. Um, so they, they successfully, uh, retained the gold, uh, Hangman Page exited through, uh, I guess, the crowd, whereas Kenny walked up through the ramp. Kenny was kind of disappointed that he wasn't walking with the part with his partner. Up yeah, I'm sure they the probably uh, played that up a little bit on TV uh, mm-hmm. with commentary. It was kind of hard to to notice what was happening mm-hmm. um, live, uh, but I think we caught on to it like right at the very end as Kenny was walking away. He was kind of hanging his head down a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they're doing with there, but. They were obviously trying to tell us something. Mm-hmm. So, um, post match, the Dark Order, the Hybrid Two, and uh, the Butcher and the Blade surrounded the ring. Uh, strange pairing between those three. Um, you know, all heel tag teams, of course. Or it's not, and they haven't told us something yet. Da 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 da. da. Um, <laughs> Maybe the bunny's the villain. Yeah, who knows? Possibly. Best friends came out mm-hmm. uh, to to kind of stand ground with them, and then so did the young bucks uh, to a pretty huge pop as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the baby faces, uh, you know, they they <laughs> seed off the uh, um, the heels there. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was something. Yeah, little little brawl there. Yeah, a little, little bit of a always fun to start a show out the brawl. A little bit of a skirmish. Yeah. Um, skirmish, a little bit of a skirmish. Um, it makes it look really possible because because the young bucks looked, you know, like they were the ones standing tall when all the dust settled. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting if it was the young bucks and Kenny uh, uh, and, and Hangman at the mm. uh, AEW Revolution. I think that would be pretty spicy. Mm. I mean, that's uh, that's pay per view quality match right there. So <laughs> definitely could, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like considering it's like, I know it's it's not WWE. It's WrestleMania season, but mm-hmm. like that's like that's like a WrestleMania caliber, like uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. match, right? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> next match on the card: uh, two gentlemen from the Central Texas area. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, obviously a homecoming for him. He came out to a huge pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would be facing Sammy Guevara, who I believe is from, I think, San Antonio. Oh, is he? Right I on. I think so. He's a Spanish god. He is a Spanish god, from mm-hmm. what I hear. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Old man Jericho told me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you make of this match here, Stephen? I mean, it was good. Uh, I-, I liked it a lot. I mean, um, I- I've become a very big fan of Sammy uh, recently and obviously he's been in the inner circle for for a while and he's been doing you know Jericho's bidding uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> for a little bit but man he's just great 
Yeah. He, he's just really great. And obviously Dustin, like it's, it's fucking uh, Dustin Rhodes. He's like a, he's a legend. Like he doesn't need to prove anything. No. But uh for Sammy to go out there and have that good of a match with a legend like Dustin mm-hmm. and, and just on like a you know, just on a Wednesday night. Just you, you know, know, just chilling. And and they, they go out and have a really, really great match and uh yeah. Mm. Yeah, it, it was it was a solid back and forth match. I I would have thought that Sammy would have gotten the win here, but uh, I mean, considering that it's it's Dustin, you know, and it's in his hometown, it's in Austin. Yeah, it's nice that he got the win here. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, Sammy Guevara, he's actually from Katy, Texas. Which for, oh, okay. for all of those out there who are who are not Texans, uh, this is just right within around the Houston area. Mm-hmm. So. I have a buddy that works out in there. Like like he like he hits the gym, no like he he works in uh, oh in, well he works and lives in in Katy yeah. right right on, <laughs> um so uh post match obviously Guevara's walking up the ramp with uh Jake Hager mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> uh Rhodes challenges Hager calling him Jericho's bitch. Which leads to a chant from the entire crowd <laughs> saying Jericho's bitch. Yes, it was magical. <laughs> it it was a it was a nice uh, it was a nice little standoff. So he challenges him to a match, and uh, yeah, it's funny too because uh, you know he he asks him like, "Are you ever gonna wrestle?" You know, and it was funny because right before that match, uh, as uh, Sammy and Hager was were coming out, I remember talking to you leaning over to you and being like man is he ever gonna wrestle like you know he's just been in AEW for months and, and hasn't really done anything and then bam right at the end of the match he's like oh by the way you and me at revolution mm-hmm. which that's gonna be a great match in of itself like oh yeah yeah um the next segment was dr Britt baker comes out cuts a promo uh talks about how like she like was doing something with somebody's tooth. I couldn't really hear a lot of what she had said. I was very mad during this segment because I couldn't hear shit. Yeah, she and was a little bit... The, I don't think it was anything she did. <laughs> no, I think it was a bit hard to hear, it, at least in the arena, or at least where we were sitting in the arena. Yeah. Um, but afterwards, uh, you know, when she was doing her little one-on-one with Shivani, she, she spoke directly to the crowd, mm-hmm. uh, talking about our, uh, quote unquote, fat Whataburger faces. Yes. Uh, which truly drew the ire of the fans. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was an enormous boo. Yeah. Uh, lots of really good heat for her. Mm-hmm. And she also initiated a Whataburger chant. Yeah, it was great. Um, What's funny about that is I had Whataburger like less than six hours before then. Yes. Let, let's talk about Whataburger because I mean. Let's. Uh, please, please, please. Because I, I think that if if you're at home and you're like, well, what's the deal about Whataburger? I don't I don't understand why Whataburger is such a big deal. It's like the biggest, like most favored, like burger chain fast food chain in texas yeah right? whataburger has basically um and, and don't get me wrong whataburger is fantastic it's really good yeah um i, I really like whataburger i eat there all the time uh but they've kind of transcended from a burger restaurant to like a southern tradition kind of thing mm. and uh pretty much a texas it, tradition texas tradition excuse me um and uh people hold that shit to heart like a hundred percent. So yeah. you, you go, uh, you go insulting Whataburger, and uh, you gotta, you're gonna have some hell to pay. Like, like here's how deep this runs, right? Like, I can remember as a very small child, maybe four, 
maybe five, mm-hmm. you know, going to Whataburger. And I've had Whataburger all my life up to now, right? Same exact story for me. Like, yeah. like you, you kind of remember, like, like it's like a huge part of my childhood is like having Whataburger with like my parents and my grandparents, yeah. you know, uh, and going to Blockbuster and th- these kind of things here. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, it is a, it's, it's a Texas staple. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. So you, you go and, and this is genius on her part to even like, like done this line 100% to like put that knife right into the, the hearts of the fans and just drill that Whataburger you know, your fat Whataburger faces. Yeah, she she got awesome heat for that. Yeah. And by the way, Whataburger is better than In N Out Burger. One hundred percent. Hands down, I will fight anybody who says otherwise. Yeah. Animal style. I, I animal <laughs> style. And hundred percent. I will hundred percent give you my address and we can come, you know, square this off here. Yeah, just like you like it. Just like you like it. <laughs> Whataburger slogan. There you go. But you never see Whataburger ads because everyone knows about it. I see it. Whataburger ads all the time. Do you like, really? Like, yeah. Like, there's like ads about like uh, the one that I remember most offhand is like there's a guy. He's like, yeah, I was at an airport and like my flight got delayed by four hours, so I went and got a burger, and then they like they they fixed the flight situation, and then they told me I had to throw away my Whataburger, and I told them just go ahead and get me the next flight. <laughs> I'd rather eat my Whataburger. <laughs> this man lost his flight. Like uh, his, his chance to, you know, he, he called his boss and told him he'd be running late for the, the business meeting or whatever that he was going to, that he had to fly to because of Whataburger. See, and that's an ad, right? That's, that's but, devotion. But I could see that happening. Dude. The, the, the amount he seemed of genuine, mm-hmm. the amount of like, devotion not, for this, Whataburger. This is not a paid actor. This is somebody who is sitting there eating his burger at Whataburger saying this respect for that man. Respect. Yes. <laughs> Sweet and spicy bacon burger. That's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Patty milk. Mm. Besides our own video, this next segment was probably the most controversial moment of the night for some people Mm. um you know i felt it was totally fine Mm -hmm. you felt it was totally fine no issues here Mm -hmm. nyla rose versus rio Mm -hmm. and i think both of us um we were fairly hard on uh the nyla rose rio match from the very first episode of dynamite Mm -hmm. it felt very awkward and i don't think we're alone in that party there right this match blew that match out of the water. 100%. 100%. It, it, it was so much better. So much better. Mm-hmm. Um, Riho played this awesome baby face in peril. Uh, Nyla Rose did her part in, you know, just being the monster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they they had a table set up spot where he thought that, you know, they were going to do a, a kind of a, um, a playoff of the last matches that they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nyla Rose obviously has this whole thing about you know, using the tables. Um, Riho ran across the table, rather, and uh, I believe it was a, uh, she gave her, like, a meteora or a, maybe a, maybe a dropkick. I, yeah. could, I couldn't really see from the angle that we were sitting at. Yeah, it, it kind of happened uh, right by, like, where uh, Justin Roberts sits and everything like that, so there were some people kind of blocking mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, l- like you said, the, this match completely blows their first match out of the water. Um, 
I'm I'm still not the biggest fan of Nyla, uh, but I think she's getting a lot, a lot better. And uh, this last match definitely proved that for sure. She's doing a lot more. Um, I, I don't know, like when with the first match, she was kind of just like throwing her weight around because she knows she can. You know, whereas with this one, she was actually doing very controlled, very precise power moves. You know what I mean? And, and I think that shows a lot for her getting a lot better in the ring. So I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, still not 100% sold on her as a champion. Uh, but the the big thing, and, and I think this is a really big thing for me personally, she's going to be there every week. So I'm I'm very happy about that. This is true. Yeah, I mean, Rio does have commitments in Japan, obviously. Uh, so uh, putting the belt on Nyla is a good move logistically speaking mm-hmm. uh nyla rose uh, she she performed a, a, a death valley driver onto rio from the second rope uh which only got her a two count uh rio mounted a comeback with several snapdragon suplexes and which uh, was awesome to see yes i mean <laughs> come on um you know so uh, i think the finish came with like uh, i believe a, a beast bomb or a power bomb from nyla rose yeah for the three count, and we have a new champion. The crowd was actually, they, they popped pretty good for it, mm-hmm. I, I felt. Um, afterwards, you know, she went backstage, kind of cut a promo, but we couldn't actually hear anything that was going on on the screen. So, yeah. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if that was a mistake and we were supposed to be able to hear it or if that was something that they just kind of had for TV only. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know, but I mean, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if it is something that was just for TV, you know, I'll I'll give them that. Um, but for for those live in attendance, that that's one of those things where it's like we would have liked to have heard what was going on. Yeah, I think it might have been something like they don't necessarily want to play that over the speakers because they're also recording crowd, uh, you know, crowd audio, mm. uh, for reactions to what she's saying. And so if you if you play it in the same arena that you're also recording the crowd. Uh, you might get like this echo thing mm-hmm. going on. I think that might have been part of the reason. Uh, I, I'm really not sure. Yes. I'm not an audio engineer, you know? <laughs> so, right, right. Uh, uh, following this here was the Jungle Boy MJF match, uh, which was really, really good. MJF mm-hmm. didn't even cut a promo and was getting like enormous amounts of heat. Um, there was a, at one point, um, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, but a few weeks back, uh, there was a man dressed up as Jesus yes. on the Jericho cruise, and mm-hmm. Jesus will play a big part into uh, into our show here in a little bit. Um, but he was booing MJF severely, uh, and then it uh, the crowd broke out into "Jesus hates you" chants yeah. directed at MJF, <laughs> which was pretty hilarious. Um, <laughs> hilarious, if not a little bit harsh. <laughs> there were a few people around us that was like, "Damn, that's harsh." Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, you you know you're getting some really really bad heat or really good heat yeah. when you're smack dab in the heart of Texas and you're getting Jesus hates you chance like oh, yeah. that's some heat right there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, this is this is a, a really good example of building up two guys who are clearly going to be the future of AEW. You know, um, wherever the future goes here, these guys. You know, if AEW is still around, hopefully, knock on wood. You know, ten years, twenty years from now, um, then I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be these guys contesting for the title. Absolutely, I would say fairly regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, Jungle Boy is actually—you you can tell he's getting a lot more muscular. 
you can tell him in person that he he can put more muscle on his frame. Um, I whether or not he wants to do that, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know, but he seems to be in this phase where kind of like where Will Osprey is or was previously where he likes to do his high flying moves and his like acrobatic kind of moves here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, uh, who knows? I, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd like to see jungle boy, you know, uh, move up to a, a heavyweight position if possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not really? Right. You know, uh, especially with, with AEW's roster, not, not saying anything bad, but they got a lot of small guys, you know, like mm-hmm. that, that's just, kind of how it is and there, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily but um you know if he moves up into the heavyweight division there's a lot more options uh mm-hmm. for for him and a lot a lot more space to grow mm-hmm. you know i would say so um it is important to note that uh jungle boy did have luchasaurus and marco stunt stay behind however mjf needed wardlow at ringside because at one point wardlow handed mjf what appeared to be some brass knuckles mm-hmm. he hits uh, Jungle Boy with the brass knuckles and gets the three count. Mm-hmm. Um, now, after the match, Wardlow was uh, beating down on Jungle Boy pretty good, uh, but Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt ran at the ring to make the save. So, uh, overall, very, very solid match, I would say. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Jungle or uh, what, what is it? Jurassic Express. Jurassic uh, Express. You know, stood tall at the end. MJF and Wardlow got some good heat. What more can you want from that match, you know? Yeah, 100%. Now, uh, previously in the evening, uh, up to the main event, they were doing a um, a promo with Chris Jericho where he had talked about uh, there needing to be, um, you know, a, an extra special surprise for John Moxley and that on next week's Dynamite, John Moxley would face none other than Jeff Cobb. Dude. To which, like, a lot of the crowd was like, oh, you know, some, yeah. some of the more casual fans were like, who, what? But, I, I think it was kind of split half and half mm-hmm. from, like, you know, there was half the people that were kind of just like, who is that? But then the other people were popping real hard. Well, and they ran this awesome promo package mm-hmm. uh, for Jeff Cobb. Um, not even from, like, Ring of Honor or anything like that. It was, it was from another independent. but uh, it's like APW or something APW, like that? APW, yeah. yeah that, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. But it showed him, like, being a monster. And that was really, really dope. Um, now, I had my skepticism here. I was like, yeah, Jeff Cobb, you know, he he's a really good baby face. Like, I don't know if the inner circle is like a solid fit for him. I'm not sure. I was a little bit skeptical here, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, with this being the main event of the evening, the eye for an eye match, which, I mean, I think that's just a, a gimmick title that mm-hmm. they gave it because there wasn't really anything that I heard or saw that gave any indication of any kind of special stipulations for this match. Right. Uh, but we did have John Moxley versus Santana, and these guys actually have surprisingly awesome chemistry together. Yeah. You would think that Santana being more of a tag team specialist, you know, could he hang with Moxley? He did a very, very good job in singles competition here. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Especially compared to, or especially going up against someone like Moxley, who, mm-hmm. you know, he puts some of the best singles matches out there, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. You know, he, he's very, very consistent with the quality of his singles matches. Um, but one thing that, I, that I've noticed about AEW, and I don't know if this comes down to, uh, you know, training or, or anything like that, but a lot of their uh, tag team guys, 
they're very very good at singles matches as well mm. and, and i think i think part of that might come down to training uh and just trying to put a little bit more emphasis on on some of that as well as mm-hmm. uh you know practicing their you know tag team moves and mm. and uh tag team momentum and things like that but yeah man uh santana he, he was really really great in this match oh for sure um and and he he cut a really great promo about um about his dad right. who had also like lost he had he had lost his vision when he was a teenager, um and um uh, I guess his his father had recently passed away, um so so he cut this really emotional promo about all the things that had been going on in his life and you know kind of drawing parallels to what's going on here with, with Moxley. Just very, very well done stuff. So this is probably, and I've been harsh on AEW uh, for this previously, but this is one of the best examples of continuity that AEW's had up to this point, I would say. Yeah. Because you've got John Moxley, who's wearing the eye patch everywhere. You have Santana cutting these promos. You have just this really well built angle leading up with you know leading up to Moxley feuding with you know, Jericho and, and having their match at Revolution, it just all makes a lot of sense and it's very easy to follow, but it also gives you a lot of different layers, which is which is nice. I yeah. like that. No, absolutely. And and I think this does a lot for uh Santana as well, because you know some of the best heels or, or some of the best villains are the ones that you can semi relate to. And uh them giving you know, not giving it to him, but um you know him cutting this promo and and opening up about his father and uh, drawing parallels to what's going on. I mean that's that's a great way to make someone feel relatable, and uh, that mm-hmm. that's very important for a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Very important. Very important. Uh, match ends, of course, here with the paradigm shift by John Moxley onto Santana, and he picks up the victory here. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, immediately after the bell, you know, Ortiz hits the ring and he starts brawling with Moxley, uh, and then <laughs> Jericho and uh, Sammy and Jake Hager. Uh, who were actually up in a suite mm-hmm. uh, at this time here. They used a, a little ladder. I don't know where they got this ladder from, but they used this little ladder to like get out of the suite and like no, it, hit the ring. It's funny. Sammy and uh, Jake Hager both jumped out. Okay. And then only Jericho used the ladder. <laughs> which makes it even more funny. I, I didn't even notice that. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so the five of them hit the ring. Moxley's trying to fend for himself and then you know the that same promo package and music hit that we heard from with jeff cobb earlier in the night it hit again and and he's fucking here lo and behold jeff cobb hit you know makes his way down to the ring and he looks like a menace and (laughs) he uh he delivers a um tour of the islands onto moxley um, and he stood tall amongst the inner circle. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not uh, still 100% sold that Jeff Cobb is really and truly in the inner circle. Um, we did find out later that this is not a... Um, he's not under contract with AEW. He's still a free agent, technically speaking. Um, he still has dates with Ring of Honor. He still has dates with... Um, uh, OTT. I know he's actually supposed to be having a match with David Starr this weekend mm-hmm. in an OTT, which that should be really dope. Oh yeah. Um. So I mean, as far as Cobb is concerned, 
I don't know. This will be quite interesting to see where things go from here. Yeah. Um, how short term or long term he's there. I mean, he would be an excellent get. Oh yeah. For uh, for AEW, if he did sign on the dotted line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny because we. I think Jeff Cobb going to AEW has been at least two or three of our if wishes were fishes at this point. Oh, and yeah. uh, it even though he's not technically like full time signed with them, uh, I still hope that he you know has a really long run with them just because I, I think they can use him really really well. I really think they can. And, and Jeff Cobb obviously. He's, fucking menace like he, he's awesome you're just you're just dropping the f word all over the place this episode steven <laughs> beep <laughs> i mean i won't have a problem <laughs> no but um, he, he's a menace you know yeah. and, and he's awesome so I, I really hope he sticks around i don't know I, but going off of your point hmm. I'm not 100% convinced that he's with the inner circle either and yeah. this is only based off of as as the the show was kind of closing yeah. out, and, and you had the the brawl, uh, Cobb laid out Moxley, whatever, and uh, you know Inner Circles spraying their champagne, losing their freaking minds, uh, having a party, yeah. and, and Cobb is just standing there, yeah, he, staring he, at he, Moxley. He, he raises his arms and gives like the like the Aloha, you know, right, uh, yeah. you know, um, which I like to give on social media to a lot of people, yeah. Um, but he, he he stands there. He's not like fully celebrating with the inner circle. So I mean, I think that there is a point where Jeff Cobb's just like you know, like I'm my own man, right? right? So we'll we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's very very interesting. All, all I care about is that in in forty fifty years, I can tell my grandkids. You know Jeff Cobb, right? <laughs> yeah. I was there when he went to AEW. Twenty-time AEW World Champion, yeah, Jeff Cobb, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, um, next week's show got hyped up, so we're gonna have Jeff Cobb versus John Moxley. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have an AEW Tag Team Battle Royal. Uh, we're also going to have the Steel Cage match between Cody and Wardlow, mm-hmm. which that should be good. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll cover all of that next week uh, for sure. Um, again, we we won't be doing any kind of post show for Takeover Portland until next week uh, because uh, again of all the birthday celebrations going on in our personal lives. Mm. But uh, you know, I can't wait to cover that with you here, Stephen. We'll we'll be able to cover the show and all the fallout from both NXT and AEW, and also cover I guess a little bit of a preview to uh, to Revolution. So that'd be. Yes, I'm, dude. I'm so excited for that show, for for Revolution. Yeah, and, and the Revolution card looks like it's being built up pretty well so far. Yes. Chris Jericho versus John Moxley for the AEW World Championship, obviously. MJF versus Cody, which is, I mean, a long time coming, really. Yeah. I mean, the last time that we had a pay per view was was when back in November. That would have been, um, uh, yeah, full gear, right? F- mm, full gear. Yeah. yeah. That was a while ago. Crazy, man. So they've built up. They found a way to keep this feud going and, and not, you know, <laughs> not fully, uh, I guess, letting them get their hands on each other, yeah. which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Well, um, one thing I do want to mention uh, just real, real quick. Uh, I know when, when AW first came out and they were kind of saying that they weren't going to do a lot of pay-per-views, I was very 
like negative about that, and, mm-hmm. I, and I was hoping that they'd do more. However, um, they're making dynamite feel very, very important. Yes, especially with with cards like what's coming next week. I mean, that's a pay per view card right there. You know, so I I totally understand, and I'm actually happy that they're only doing four a year. Because mm. Dynamite is still interesting, and they're, there's still things going on. They're giving you some high-quality stuff to go off of. Exactly. And then the pay-per-views mm. are just one step above that. you know. And, and when you already give me quality wrestling, quality storylines, quality production every week, and then you just take it up one more level every pay-per-view, it makes them that much sweeter. you know. Yes. Anyways. Uh, continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. You're fine. Um, let me see here. Revolution card also has Adam Page and Kenny Omega versus the Tag Team Battle Royal winner mm-hmm. and Jake Hager uh, versus uh, Dustin Rhodes, of course. So we'll probably also get some more matches leading up to then. So that's going to be spicy. From the matches they've announced, uh, which one are you looking forward to the most? Ooh. Well, if it is... If it's Kenny and Paige versus the Young Bucks, then that'll probably be the one I'm looking forward to most. Though, I mean, look, I mean, it's Cody and MJF, which is very, very well built so far. And Mm -hmm. then the Jericho and Moxley match. I really think that Jericho, you know, as, as much as Cody is like, you know, was, was the number one baby face in, you know, their, the lead up to the full gear match. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Moxley stands a better chance at this point to take the title off of Jericho than Cody did. But here's another thing that AEW's done really well so far, and that's actually the fact that every cycle for a pay-per-view, they make the one baby face that's going to be facing Jericho the most important person on the roster. Like, you felt it in the arena that night that John Moxley was the most important person in the arena besides Chris Jericho. Right, 100%. So. Yeah, I definitely agree. And we'll talk more about it, obviously, when we actually uh, fully preview uh, Revolution. But I do think Moxley's taking that title off him. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to go too far into it, but I do think he's taking the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let me see here. Uh, for those who are listening to this on Sunday, uh, you know, NXT TakeOver Portland uh, will be taking place on uh, the 16th. Again, uh, won't be recording this one post-show, but uh, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair will be uh, for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano is going to be ridiculous. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Undisputed Era, um, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly will take on the Broserweights, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, who has some hilarious segments this past week on NXT. Nice. Ones where, you know, they were trying to make it to Portland and they went and they like got one of those like swan paddle boats and were like trying to paddle boat themselves to Portland. And then like there was a one part where they got a car, but neither one of them had a license. And then like uh, it was like like they were getting pulled over by the police and then Matt Riddle was freaking out, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then um <laughs> They they found a way to get to like a private plane that was gonna be taken off. He's like, I know, you know, uh, what was it? Matt Riddle's like, I know a guy. Don't worry about it, Pete. Okay. The three of us, me, you, and this trophy, we're gonna be flying to Portland in, in, in class. So like, they stow themselves away into the cargo. Pete Dunn, not really knowing that they were only going to be staying in the the like the the luggage compartment. 
and Pete's like, well, who's, whose plane is this? You know, I, I'm not going to do the British accent. Um, yeah. But he's like, Who's, whose plane is this? And then, like, you see, like, Triple H, like, walking into the plane while they're, like, <laughs> stuck away in the stowage. Uh, yeah. So Gold. Yes, it was Gold. Br- brilliant. Yeah. Um, uh, t- let me see here. Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox in a street fight. Goodness. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic in a singles match for the NXT North American Championship. I really hope that they let these guys go and have one of those matches like they've had before in PWG where they just let everything go. Yeah, yeah. And not that they never did that uh, on NXT. They've let them get a lot of liberties with those matches. But they really need to let this one go balls out. Hey, man, it's a takeover. Now or never. Now or never, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, your main event, Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship. Steven, are we seeing the title come home to daddy? Oh, man. It's it's certainly possible, for sure. Uh, I think I think Ciampa stands the best chance out of anyone, really, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um I really don't know. I, mm-hmm. I really don't know. Adam Cole's just been so so dominant, and obviously Champa's like he he's the the best guy on the roster in in, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, so I definitely think he deserves the title for sure, uh, especially considering he didn't lose it technically. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I I really want to see it on Champa, but I also don't know what they would do next going forward mm-hmm. uh, if they were to give it to Champa. Mm-hmm. But I mean NXT. Uh, they know what they're doing, man. You yeah. know, if 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 Cole ends up retaining it, we're gonna be given another you know two or three months of a, of a good storyline with Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. If Champa wins it, we're gonna get a good storyline with him, a good title reign. I'm fine either way, really. Uh-huh. Uh, I do want to see Champa win, though. I do too. I w- I, w- I think it would be like a, a really good um, just moment for him. Because of everything that he's gone through to get mm-hmm. himself back to the ring, definitely it, it's it would be very well deserved, um, you know. But if not, I mean, maybe I've got a wish. I don't know. Mm. 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 Uh, back to Dynamite, just real quick. Three uh, three dark matches were taped for AEW Dark. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the one we talked about earlier with the best friends in the Hybrid Two that was a pretty entertaining match. Yes. There there were two other matches though. Um, let me see here. Da, 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 da. Uh, Chris Statlander um, uh, faced off with Diamante uh, immediately after the Dynamite tapings. And then Big Swole also had a match with Christy Janes. Uh, so those were those were both very, very entertaining matches, I thought. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Put Big Swole on TV. Yes. She is so, so great. Yes. So great. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Young Bucks... Uh, closed out the whole show, um, and and this is not going to be for dark. This was just for the house, right? Um, the Young Bucks had a match with QT Marshall and Peter Avalon. <laughs> um, My man, Peter. <laughs> so just to kind of give you guys some perspective here, in a in an arena with forty one hundred people. Steven was probably the one and only person in the arena cheering for Peter Avalon. <laughs> and Steven loves Peter Avalon and like his I defense do. to all the fans that were around us. He was like, he's literally the nicest person I've ever met. He is. <laughs> it's still true. 
<laughs> like, like that's that's above like you know family and like other friends, me, mm-hmm. like, and then there's and there's Peter Avalon, Peter like, Avalon, right at the top of the mountain. Yep, top of the mountain, top of the crest. <laughs> he's the he's the nicest motherfucker I've ever met. I'm I'm just saying. And uh, <clears throat> oh, oh uh, goodness, Peter Avalon for AEW champ. Ooh. Well, Steven, I hope I hope your boy has some firepower. I, I hope so too. <laughs> we need a we need a, a smart librarian in, in the top spot of AEW. Just saying. Wow. Just saying. That's that's spicy, Steven. That is. That I don't is, care, man. I like Peter. He's great. He's, he's spicy. cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you know, uh, it was a bit of an odd pairing, QT Marshall and Peter Avalon. Um. But uh, Young Bucks did come away with the victory here. And this is kind of where things, um, you know, were a little bit, uh, a little, it was a little bit fun for the house, you know. Things get very fun for us. Yeah. Not so fun for some people on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't get it. So we're gonna, we're gonna. Just, I also don't care. But <laughs> we're not gonna spend a whole lot of time talking about this because I, I really don't feel as though it's worth the oxygen to explain it all. No. But, um, basically, what happens is Cody comes out after. Uh, the match, and he brings out Brandon Cutler and Dustin, and um, you know, uh, obviously, you know, uh, Justin Roberts is still out there at ringside. He's doing his whole MC thing, which is really really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, Cody points out there's a fan who is dressed up in a Scooby Doo jumper at ringside and then he also points out Jesus and he brings the two fans into the ring mm-hmm. right um so he does that and basically he he says who's going to have a match against Jesus and Scooby Doo mm-hmm. right and Justin Roberts gives this amazing you know like intro for for Jesus and Scooby Doo I and, love it cuz he you know the I'm I'm sure if you guys watch Dynamite, you you know uh, whenever he announces John Moxley, he does this yeah. this crazy John yeah, Moxley, right? Yeah, and uh, it, it's funny. You can go back on our Twitter page. I I believe we still have that pinned, right? That that video. Yes. Yeah. So if you go on our Twitter page at Headlock Talk, you can look at our pinned tweet, and that's actually the the full match if you want to see it. Um, of uh, Jesus and Scooby Doo versus Brandon Cutler and QT Marshall. Yeah. Um. But it's funny because he starts to announce Jesus, and he's like, "And your competitors, Jeez, uh, nope, not good enough." <laughs> Jesus. And I don't know if it translates very well in the video, but I died laughing. Oh, it yeah. was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. Uh, the Young Bucks gave super kicks to QT Marshall and Brandon Cutler. Jesus and Scooby pinned uh, the two. Um, I really want to see Jesus and Scooby have a tag team run together in, in Dynamite. I think <laughs> I think that would be great. Yes. Um, but uh, because we most likely won't get that, um, you know, this was a nice little thing for the fans, a little jokey kind of thing. And, and Cody ends the night with saying, "Hey, we'll be back." You know, have no doubt about it. So I'm really excited. I hope that AEW makes Austin a regular destination because it deserves to be. We we so often get left out yes. of like WWE's Texas runs. Like it's just ridiculous. It's like, oh, it's Houston and Corpus and San Antonio and Dallas, and that's it. Corpus? Yeah. Really? 
I know. We're the capital. And, like, I, I was born in Corpus, so I got nothing but love for Corpus Christi, Texas, right? <laughs> yeah. But how the hell does Corpus get a dynamite over Austin? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense at well, all well, to me. But, but we got it first. Well, no, we didn't. No, they first. had theirs in December. They had theirs first. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. But if you please come back. Yes, please. Yes, we, please. we that's the that's the point here. Now, as Steven alluded to earlier, we posted the, the, the video. We said this was a, what immediately happened after after Dynamite went off the air. Right. Uh, at last I checked, it had fourteen point five thousand views on Twitter. It's our most liked and retweeted um uh, I guess ever anything, anything, yeah. right? Ever post. Thanks and for the support, y'all. Yeah, thank you to everybody out there mm-hmm. uh, who did that. Um, lots of comments on there. I mean, a lot of them fairly positive, saying, "Hey, that looks really fun," and this is what I, this is what's really cool about AEW, you know. And I made sure to be very clear: this happened after all of the taping stopped right this was not on tv yeah you will not see this outside of what we video recorded or any other fans who may have video recorded this Mm -hmm. right and yet there there seems to be a contingent of people who just have no sense of humor whatsoever or just have this amnesia that wwe just never does this at their live shows or have never ever done it right? right Um, I mean, (laughs) I could, I could do a whole podcast on the ridiculous things that WWE has done on air, right? Let alone the things that they may have done after a show goes off of taping, Mm -hmm. right? But there is a certain segment of people who feel the need to tag Jim Cornette and, and his friends from Jim Cornette's podcast. And I have nothing against Jim Cornette. I've never met him personally, but I don't get the need to tag Jim Cornette in these posts about our video like he's your dad trying to get approval on something, right? right. It's right. like, well, look at what they did. It's so terrible mm-hmm. at Jim Cornette. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, look what they did, Dad. Like, Beat him up. Yeah, like, I sat around all day the next day after, like, well, when's Jim Cornette going to come and post in on us? Yeah, like, right. Like, I'm just waiting for it. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, like I said, I don't have anything personal against Jim Cornette. I've never met the man. He's a very controversial figure in the wrestling community. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that said, I, I will say that there is a lot of, um, uh, I would say, what's the right word for this, Steven? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, there, like, there's people, like, there's certain circles in AEW fandom that are like, hypercritical about like WWE. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, it is like this very contentious thing. Right. Um, where it's like, we, we sat actually in front of a, a guy who had like a, he had a sign he kept trying to get noticed and start chants and stuff like that. And he would hold the sign. It's, it said like NXT fears ratings. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, like of all the products that you want to like point out and like point the finger to, like, we got to get them. NXT should be last right on, on your agenda. Mm-hmm. Like NXT helps AEW so much, and vice versa, and vice versa. Yeah, really and truthfully, and for and and as close and similar as those two shows are from everything else that happens on American wrestling television or American television wrestling, right? 
it, it, it's just like why why did you make those guys the bad guys right <laughs> right yeah i i just really don't understand um and, and we could go on and on right. about this but i i just don't understand the whole mindset of like my thing is cool i think your thing sucks yeah so if you're having fun another f bomb fuck you yeah i don't get that mindset at all no. like I like AEW, yeah. I like NXT, yeah. I like WWE, I like New Japan, I like all these other things. Yeah. Uh, say I didn't like WWE, but but you came up to me the next day and you're like, hey man, did you see that Bobby Lashley segment? It was great. And if I, if I think it sucked, I'd yeah. be like, okay, I'm glad you liked it. Right. I, I don't understand, like, why do you have to be upset that other people are enjoying something? That doesn't make any ounce of sense to me. No, and I, and I and I definitely get that 100. percent Like uh, when when I say that we do our absolute best to try and be a fair podcast, right? To to, to both, mm-hmm. to all, really, we are certainly going to point out the things that we thought were bad about something. Yes, like like that's part of what we do as critics, right? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 we're supposed to take that kind of eye on it. Mm-hmm. Um, if something is done great, we're certainly going to point it out. Like, I thought personally that the whole Lashley and Rusev and Lana thing is dumb. Yeah. It still is dumb. Yeah. Right. But at the same token here, what they did at Royal Rumble with Brock Lesnar, as much as I don't like Brock Lesnar, Mm -hmm. I thought that they did that perfectly. Yeah. I don't like Usi Hot. But I like what they're doing with with Miz and Morrison. You know, like, I, right. I, it's not mutually exclusive. Right. You know, people can like things. People can dislike things about yeah. uh, about wrestling promotions. And it, it's just this constant, like, my thing's better than your thing. Oh, no, my thing's better than your thing. It's like, right. we're all wrestling fans, and, and we're all getting fantastic wrestling and there's more wrestling than there's ever been right nowadays and and it's a fantastic time to be a wrestler why are you just so angry all the time right like like there i I guess the bigger point here because we we do need to move on but the bigger point here is there's no need there's at all to be divisive in the wrestling community. Yes. Right? It is simply those kind of figures like Jim Cornette who have this very public agenda about keeping himself relevant by knocking people into AEW, Mm -hmm. right? And then when AEW does something and it sets somebody off thinking, oh, well, Jim Cornette's right about wrestling, so this must be dumb, right? Mm -hmm. Like, very very critical things. And it's done on all sides. Don't get me wrong. It's not just Jim Cornette. It's not just whatever happens in AEW. AEW's not um, (laughs) defenseless in this whole thing either, Mm -hmm. right? Um I, I think that us as fans need to realize that we have the power to make a difference and to be open and be critical of the things that obviously deserve to be criticized, mm-hmm. right? But also understand that this is all just entertainment mm-hmm. at the end of the day. This is not that serious. Right. What 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 the Young Bucks and QT Marshall and Brandon Cutler and a, and two guys dressed up as Jesus and Scooby Doo did on a dark portion of a show for just the house only that is not going to kill wrestling forever. Right, right. They they <laughs> it's not even going to come close. They had some fun. They entertained a crowd. 
How dare they? Get over it. Yeah. Get over it. Get over it. So that's just that's just our spiel on it here because we 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 don't want there to be all this negativity and it, it was stressing yeah. me out like yeah you know seeing all these people oh this is gonna kill wrestling I mean at Jim Cornette yeah <laughs> that that being said um thank you for all the support on the post thanks yes. for the likes uh thanks for the comments yes thanks for all that it's our our number one post by a mile and yeah. uh, thank you for that for for everybody who chipped in. And gave something positive to say. Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And I hope that a few of you out there who did, in fact, follow us after the fact, that you're tuning into this episode right now. And if you are, thank you. Yeah, this one's for you. Yeah, this one's for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So now that we... Can we simmer down a little bit now? (laughs) In fact, fact, I've got a few wishes here that I would like to jump into. Perfect. So, So it is that time, of course, for everyone to have... If wishes were fishes. So, for for all of you out there, if this is your first time listening to Headlock Talk, or if you've been with us since day one... Ish. Ish. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Um, we do this little segment at the end of the show uh, called If Wishes Were Fishes, yes. where we each take turns making wrestling-related wishes, and, of course, the other grades them. In terms of fishes. Of course. Yes. Actual fishes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Got a fish tank to my left. Yeah, so so Stephen, you came right out and said that you had a lot of wishes for this week. Yes. So go ahead and hit me with one of them. Yeah, so I'll, I'll save my big one uh, for, for last. But the first one that I want to do um, is we finally saw the return of Velveteen Dream. Right? Ah, yes. And uh, yes. one Velveteen. of my favorite one of my favorite guys. He's he's so charismatic, fantastic in the ring. One of the best just overall characters that WWE has produced in a very long time in my opinion. Um definitely deserves the world, you know, big push, blah blah blah, all the stuff, right? Right. Um so, if wishes were fishes, uh Velveteen Dream versus Keith Lee for the NXT North American Championship. Oh. Yes, and the, of course this is contingent on Keith Lee retaining the title versus Dominic Dijakovic at uh, TakeOver Portland. Um, but, I mean, I think he's going to. So, um, yeah, if Wishes or Fishes, Velveteen Dream versus Keith Lee for, for the Le Championship. <laughs> that's, a, that's a wonderful wish, Steven. Thank you. I, Thank I, you. I, I really like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's um, it, it's a very good wish, and, and, and I would personally love to see um, Keith Lee versus Velveteen Dream for the North American Championship. He's another guy, Velveteen, who, you know, he, he did lose the title to Roderick Strong, but he's been on the shelf for a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that... And he is, sorry to, to cut you off, Go ahead. but this, his in-ring, uh, not debut, obviously, because he's been in NXT, but his, his coming back match is with Roderick Strong. Yes. So if he is able to to beat Roderick Strong, I mean that I think me personally that would uh that would put him in the, in the title picture considering he he's beaten the person that beat that beat him, you know. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. Um so I I'm actually going to give you uh six salmon for that because Ooh. I'd be I'd be jumping for joy for that match. Ah, I like salmon. I get it. Yes. Jump, <laughs> jumping out of that water. I like it. Yeah. Uh, My wish is also NXT related. Right on. Um, We haven't seen this man, and I thought that we were going to see a lot more of him up until now. Uh, But um, 
during the Dusty Classic, we had the reunion of the Time Splitters, Kushida and Alex Shelley. Mm. And I was really, really excited because I thought that was going to be a, a tag team that could really add a whole other dimension to NXT. And I think NXT is dying for more tag teams mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why they threw together the Broserweights. That's why they, you know, they brought in the Grizzled Young Veterans. You know, they have good yeah, tag teams, <laughs> like really good tag teams. But, it, you know, if Whistler were Fishes, they sign Alex Shelley and he stays there full time to tag team with Kushida as the time splitters. Because I really think that they're special and that they could be an excellent tag team to have in that division. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely like that. Uh, I do agree with you about the whole, uh, you know, needing a better tag team division. Um not only for this reason, but, uh, you know, we always say this every time we talk about AEW, their tag team division is bonkers, mm-hmm. you know, so it, with NXT and AEW being head to head, it's it would definitely make a lot of sense for NXT to try to build up their tag team division a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I still don't think they're going to be able to touch AEW, at least in that division. Right. Um, but... A little bit more competition would definitely be good for them, especially with them losing, you know, the the Viking Raiders and and all that. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely like that wish. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give you four elegant fire gobies. Oh, a, a, a Stephen favorite. It is from uh, if wishes were fishes. It's a beautiful fish. Thank you for the fish, Stephen. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Good and, wish. Well, thank you. And and your wish? Yeah. So so this one, uh, it's kind of got multiple parts. Kind of like multiple layers to it. Okay. Um, so we have the the Cody versus Wardlow steel cage match coming up on Dynamite, right? Yes. Um, so I guess first part of the wish, Cody wins. Okay. Um, also, basically, I'm just going to read this wish out as, as if it were a script of what's happening. Okay. So mm-hmm. Cody wins the steel cage match versus Wardlow. Okay. Tony Khan comes out in, in a, a Regal-esque fashion. Okay, mm. kind of like a, a general manager type things, being like, okay, that was great. Here's something else, uh, and announces Cody versus MJF for an AEW TV title at oh. AEW Revolution. Wow. Yeah. So, so that would be, uh, I guess, a two part wish. Uh, Tony Khan coming out and, and announcing, uh, or I guess Tony Khan coming out would be one of them just because we don't really see him very often. And then two would be uh, finally getting that AEW mid card title that everyone's been clamoring for. And in a very good way, uh, putting it up with uh, Cody versus MJF. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree to that. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's an excellent uh, wish. And uh, yeah, that'd be an awesome way to introduce uh, the, uh, the titles, mm-hmm. the, 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 with the proposed TV title or the secondary title, that TV have. intercontinental, what, whatever you want to call it, some some kind of mid card title, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. or a U.S. championship, maybe. U.S. title, perhaps, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely like that wish a lot. Uh, so well, thank you. So I'm going to give you four killer whales because that is a killer mm. wish. Mm. Be eating good. Yes. Can you eat killer whales? Let's move on from from that question. (laughs) Fair enough. It's a a hot button topic for for. uh, (laughs) I didn't say I want to eat killer whales. It's just like uh, you know, there's a lot of fish you can't eat because the the things that are in their bodies are very toxic. I'll say this: you shouldn't eat killer whales. Okay, that's not the question though. Can you? Like, if I if I were to, would I be fine? Or, or are they toxic? I, I, I'm not 
that much of an expert. Okay, well, get into your wish. I'm going to Google it. Okay. So, if wishes were fishes, and this is actually going to semi-break my heart when I try to explain this and paint this picture here. Oh, God. Okay. So, NXT TakeOver Portland. Adam Cole defeats Tommaso Ciampa. I know. I know. Hold the phone here, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't want to say that, but because this is a, a game and... I have to wish for something. Uh, I would wish for Adam Cole to beat Tommaso Ciampa. And he holds up the title, and he picks up the microphone from ringside, and he says, I've beaten everybody. I've beaten Johnny. I've I've beaten Tommaso Ciampa. I've beaten Matt Riddle. I've beaten all comers. There's nobody who holds a candle to me. Nobody. And then the lights go out. Dun-dun. It's Walter. Walter comes out. And Walter. Great music. He looks at Adam Cole's title and he holds up his title. And Adam Cole looks up at Walter's title. And Adam Cole holds up his title. So, NXT TakeOver Tampa. Walter versus Adam Cole in a unified NXT title match. Oh, Winner man. take all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Adam Cole looks up at the title. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be sick. Yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah. So, in this, in this wish, mm-hmm. in this... Uh, in this kind of fantasy world that you've created. <laughs> no, I wasn't trying to be rude. Sorry. Uh, in your imagination, Tanner. Yeah, in imagination. Uh, is there no more NXT UK? Does that unify saying... the brands, or does that unify the two titles? Unifies. It, it can be whatever you want, Steven. Okay, because if, if it does unify the brands, I'm all about that. Because I, I don't know, man. I... It would give them the excuse to say, hey, we're doing worldwide touring with NXT mm-hmm. and be like, hey, this is our European tour. And they spend like a month in the UK and yeah, they're yeah. going all around the UK. And then they're like, OK, now we're going into Germany or Austria or Italy or wherever. And then, OK, we're coming back to the States. and Oh, we're doing a show in Philadelphia. And now we're doing a show in New York. And now we're doing a show here in Boston. And now we're doing a show... Raleigh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, these proposed plans of NXT being able to tour, that could open up some doors. So, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um five killer whales, man. I, Ooh. I, I I don't know. Well, you know, don't actually, call it a comeback. Five here for years. Blue whales, even bigger than a killer whale. Whoa. Just because if if that does lead to a brand unification mm-hmm. and, and leads to NXT um, being taken more seriously by mm-hmm. WWE mm-hmm. Uh, itself, I love that wish. I love it. Cool, Be- man. I-, I do. This is this is a whole another thing we can spend, you know, a long time uh, <laughs> talking about. But I like NXT UK. I like what they're doing with it. Mm. Um, but I would like for them to just unify the two brands and uh, make that roster a little bit bigger, make the show a, a tiny bit longer. Um, and yeah, but yeah, five, okay. five blue whales. Great wish. Well, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. 
no editorials this week, though I do have a cor- one correction from last week's episode. Uh, I accidentally called Cara Noir the uh, Ring of Honor champion. Uh, he oh. is, in fact, the Progress champion. So, Oops. My bad. I'm sorry. Um, this week's album of the week, however, uh, is our first two-time, yes, two-time album of the week holder. It is uh, Room on Fire... By the Strokes. Nice. Uh, uh, now, this record here, the, part of the reason why I, I brought the Strokes up for for this week's uh, episode here, uh, they have a new album coming out, The New Abnormal. It'll be released on April the 10th. That's a great name. Uh, yeah, and that's really cool album artwork. Um, very graffiti-esque. Mm. Um, very postmodern looking. Um, it'll be their first album in, like, forever. Really? Like, like um, probably... Years. Wow. Years. I would say close to, oh, when did they put that out? Since 2013. Wow. Their first wow. full-length album since 2013. Seven years, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Don't call it a comeback. Right. <laughs> now, besides, whereas Is This It is like the classic, the one, you know, the the, the album that the house that the Strokes built, right? You know, uh, besides that being like the classic in the Strokes discography, uh, Room on Fire is the one that really kind of brought them to superstardom mm. um, as far as indie and garage rock are concerned. Uh, their hit single, Reptilia, is an outstanding song uh, with these, like, you know, rapid-fire guitars, uh, you know, drums just on on point. It's, it's like it's a whole rhythm force that you have there uh, backing Julian Casablanca's just vocals where it goes from songs like Reptilia where he's like, you know, almost screaming in pain uh, to, you know, songs like uh, The End Has No End, uh, Under Control, you know, um, 1251, uh, where he's more crooning, right? Um, this is very much more, um, a little bit more mature album, uh, a little bit more pop-esque, perhaps, a little bit uh, probably easier to get into hmm. uh, for your, your average listener. Uh, there's not a whole lot of experimentation between um, Is This It and Room on Fire. Room on Fire seems to be a um, another stream of conscious thought parallel with is this it yeah yeah um so there's not really anything that will jump out and surprise you at first a lot of their experimentation comes later on down the road but this is nonetheless another classic album and it's easy to get into because it's only 33 minutes long in total there you go so you'll be done with it like that Mm -hmm. um this also happens to be since this is mrs headlock talk's birthday weekend one of the albums that i was listening to most when i first met her so this makes me think of her Oh, <laughs> uh, Stephen, am I missing anything else this week? I think you hit all the points. Cool. Yeah. Well, before we go, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Podbean, or else otherwise. Hit subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review where you listen to podcasts because that's what helps get us out there, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So if you want to support Headlock Talk, subscribing and leaving that five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts is the best way to do it. If you are a business out there and you want to send us some free underwear, preferably new, not used. Give me your underwear. Exactly. (laughs) Or (laughs) if you want to send us a bed or two. Or if you want to send us whatever you'd like, just in exchange for our 
smooth, sensual voices to mm. add and plug your product. In a world. In a world. <laughs> Please hit us up, headlocktalk at gmail.com, headlocktalk at gmail.com for any business inquiries for Headlock Talk. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, if you just want to chat with us, follow us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. So good stuff here, Stephen. Yes, indeed. Um, but just one last question. Did you get a chance to try those nachos? Did you try them? <laughs> did, you, did you try the nachos? <laughs> All righty, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you guys take care out there. Be safe and have a great rest of the week. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Later. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. Zenni's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription Blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at zenni.com.